Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 55 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Nothing Clever. Uh, I think because the world is a very serious place. Uh, if you didn't know, we're dealing with a national pandemic uh, basically all around the world, but I'm in America, and there's protest, I believe, in every city in the U.S., or at least most of the cities, and now I'm doing this, uh, I'm recording this on Sunday, the, uh, the 6th of uh, the 7th, I'm sorry, and uh, it's the 7th of June, and I was just checking the news before I logged on to do this. Uh, there is now protest in uh, Australia, in um, in South Korea, I saw some, uh, and uh, I believe in Paris, so they are international now, um, and uh, yeah, and we're still dealing with COVID-19. Uh, I talked about another podcast. I thought COVID-19 was serious. I still think it's serious. Uh, but, you know, what do you do, you know, protect yourself from a virus when, uh, you know, there's protests going on. And, um, yeah, and over the, over the weekend, I've tried to spend time and, you know, just read up on what's going on. And I've listened to conservative commentators. I've listened to the news. I've listened to uh, liberal uh, commentators. Um, I've listened to debates between African Americans. I've listened to different podcasts, like in the gaming space, which I listen to a lot. And uh, you know, they've been very honest about how they feel about what's going on. And uh, you know, some people, even that I listened to, were actually involved in the protests uh, and would come into like a Zoom call to talk about games and just be really honest. And uh, it's interesting, uh, the whole thing. And um, it's uh, there's a couple things that I've seen brought up online from different people that are different ways of looking at what happened, uh, you know, from how the protests are growing. I obviously don't condone any kind of rioting and looting. Uh, I do condone people peacefully assembling and speaking their mind. But obviously people are being injured because of the looting and rioting that I don't condone that. But I do believe it's an important First Amendment right for people to get out there and peacefully protest and say how you feel. Uh, be safe. Don't antagonize anybody. I'm not even going to say the police. I'm just saying anybody. Um, and I think one thing that's coming out of this conversation, whatever you feel about the police or law enforcement that is being examined now, and there seems to be a magnifying glass on it. So if you believe in law enforcement, that's great. Uh, you know, you believe your neighborhood's safe. That's a good feeling. And uh, please still read uh, some of the news. There was an article in the New York Times. I know a lot of people don't like the New York Times, but I thought it was very fair. It just talked about, there was kind of an undercurrent that unions maybe aren't the best way to go. I don't want to get too political. The, the idea is there's more information now coming out uh, about the police, and I think transparency is important. I believe it's important for you to know who is serving and protecting you in your neighborhood, for you to feel safe, and how those organizations work, so that way you know you can have uh, you know a relationship with people that um, are there to serve and protect in your neighborhood. So anyway, again, if you're protesting, uh, be safe. Don't antagonize anybody. Do not loot or uh, you know hurt anyone. Don't break into businesses. Don't burn cars. Uh, that's all bad. But if you are 50 yards from the police and you're not throwing anything at them, go ahead and chant at them. 
that seems to be safe. If you're a reasonable distance away and you're not raising any kind of arms against them or doing anything to them. I did see some interesting footage of someone who was trying to vandalize something, was actually going to try to throw a brick at a police officer. I saw protesters turn that person into the police and have their hands up and say it was not me, which I think is very interesting. Uh, so anyway, if you're out there, uh, be safe. Uh, you know, um, I'm going to say it, it might be controversial, but Black Lives Matter. So uh, if you're out there listening and you don't understand, again, this weekend myself, I've listened to conservative commentators, I've listened to liberal commentators uh, to try to get a bigger picture of kind of what's going on. And really everybody, you know, complains about YouTube, they complain about the news, but I don't know really where else we're supposed to go. You know, the internet is a powerful tool. I do believe in the New York Times. I do like the Washington Post. I have been watching Fox News. I have been watching The Blaze, which is uh, from Glenn Beck. Long story short, um, you know, if you believe in what's going on, great. There's tons of websites out there to support uh, people. Um, you know, donate if you believe. If you think this is police versus everyone else, or at least Black Lives Matter, you could donate to uh, those like policemen's funds and insurance funds and charity funds there. There's also the Black Lives Matter movement. There's the uh, NAACP. Uh, yeah, just go donate to your charity of choice if you're not able to protest or don't believe it's right, uh, but you still want to be involved. You know, just uh, again, like I said, I spent this whole weekend really having discussions with people. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't have a large section of friends that are people of color, but I've had. I've the ones I do know. Uh, I've tried to talk with them and listen to them, and I think that's important. Um, and I think now I'm going to move on to uh, reading stuff, just reading more things because now I watch the news anyway. So let's get to the games. Uh, yeah, the, the, this again. This episode that was a long intro. This episode is called Nothing Clever because with everything that's going on, I could not think of a clever title. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, go to this, uh, podcast will hit Monday morning at 7am at, uh, www.gamewithgrief.com. You can go there, leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the episode, uh, upvote, downvote, uh, let me know. I'll read the comment over the air. Uh, if you want me to, if not, I won't just write a note below saying you don't want me to read about it. Uh, if you want to drop me a line, I have an email address at gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. That's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, also I'm on iTunes. Look for the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, it's a black background with smoke. It's a burnt match. Uh, I thought it was a cool photograph. I don't know uh, design-wise. It was pretty easy to find. Uh, but yeah, go there. You can like, subscribe, hit me up, stuff like that. Um so yeah, so what, what games are we going to talk about this week? Because that, that's what you guys tuned in. You didn't tune in for the intro. Uh, but it's my show, so hopefully you didn't tune out by now. Anyway, uh, I played a lot of Guild Wars 2. A lot. Do you ever know, everybody's been here before, I think, where you're playing a game so much. So much. Hang on, I have to take a sip of coffee because this is very important. Uh, this point I'm getting at. There we go. So... Have you ever played a game so much that you feel circles growing under your eyes? You actually feel the weight of the game. Uh, I'll be honest, I had a Roman Coke Friday night. Uh, well, Saturday night, I had a Roman Coke. And with Guild Wars, uh, Guild Wars 2 especially, I like the art style. It's an MMO. 
There is only a box price, so you pay once for the game. Everything else is free. They have an in-game cash app, in-game currency. It's a third-person action game. Uh, there's several different classes. It's fantasy style, so there's a warrior. There's a guardian, which is there's a, an elementalist, which is a magician, basically a, a mage. There's a thief. There's um, other classes. Anyway, it's very intricate, you know, and getting back into it, not playing it for a while. I'm reading about that. Long story short, um, I had several gifts because i bought the game when it came out and i've had several characters i did buy the expansions but there's two expansions there's um heart of thorns which is the first one that came out and there's path of fire which is the newer one i got them both when they were like 15 bucks they were running a sale after they released they've been out for a long time i want to say path of fire has been out for a year or two uh and heart of thorns has been out for at least i think three years so long story short when you buy the expansion you got a free token to level up a character to level cap, which is level 80, which I found amazing because if you're like me and love MMOs or love games in general, uh, you know, it's kind of a theme park. Uh, Guild Wars 2 is especially one of those where you kind of do the same things over and over again. Although I like the storytelling and things like that. I like the uh, the art style of the game. It's very painterly and it is beautiful uh, to do things two or three times, you know, uh, even though there is a branching quest line, sooner or later you find yourself kind of trudging the old path kind of going through the motions and then once you get to level cap that's the only way to unlock the expansions which i think is kind of unfortunate i do kind of understand why they do that though but it is kind of a slog uh, but luckily i've been given gifts because i've been a member for so long and uh, many of those gifts were free level up tokens so like to go to instantly level 30 or instantly level 60 um, and then for buying the expansions i had two instant level 80 which is a level cap two characters. Uh, one of them, it was basically like I wanted one of every race and class, uh, not race and class, either or. So there's nine uh, there's nine classes in the game, and I just picked different races. I think there's five races in the game. I picked different races and put them with those classes. Uh, some classes just didn't speak to me. It just wasn't fun for me to play. You know, some people play MMOs and they love warriors. They love the sword and board. They love getting in there. They love being melee. Some people like mages. Some people want to, to do support. Um, I had, I had, I think when I logged in this weekend, I think the first character that I level capped was a guardian, which is like a big uh, warrior that it taught. Uh, his big thing is defense. You know, he's a support. He helps a group out. Um, and then from there, I think, no, the first one I did was actually a mage, which was an elementalist. That was fun. Then I went to the guardian level cap 10. This was years ago. Then I went and did a ranger was playing with a friend. That was really fun. We kind of went back and forth in leveling. Uh, I outleveled him. I think he retired because we were trying to do like a leveling challenge. And I think I beat him in a weekend. And I think that was another thing where I could feel circles growing under my eyes because I was playing so much. Uh, so I did that. So I think altogether I had Four level cap characters. I logged in this weekend. I had a warrior kind of midway, like he was like 55. And I got him to 80 this weekend, which was a big deal. Luckily, I had some, uh, for logging in every day, you get rewards. Some of those rewards are free level up tokens for a single level. I had some of those banked in my account bank. And I used some of those to get my guy to 80, which was good. Because some of the last missions in the game that I was trying to complete where you normally get XP were bugged and they were not working. And the person that was supposed to follow me and do certain things was just standing in the middle of a field. Well, actually, he was on a shore, but he was standing there, and it was frustrating to just see him stand there. So finally, I used the level up uh, things, got to 80, and instead of completing that quest line, I just went straight to Path of Fire. 
uh, which I wanted to try. It's a desert setting, which I really like. They introduce mounts, so you can actually ride mounts. Even though there's travel gates through the game and you can teleport places to different cities for fees, this just, you get a mount. And the first mount you get is a raptor, and it looks really cool. I like the way it moves, kind of sways and swaggers. Uh, you can kind of do like a weird kind of donut with it where you kind of burn out and slip sideways. It's really neat. It feels really slick. It kind of looks like cre like that creature from Attack of the Clones that Obi-Wan rode. That's kind of like their beginning raptor. Even though it's a raptor, that's kind of uh, the general look. Uh, when I looked online, I noticed that there are several other uh, pets you can get. And I don't know how to get those, but you unlock them. There's like a rabbit-type pet they call a Springer. There's a Jackal, which is I think just a big hound. Then there's uh, later on like a, a lion. And then I was looking online, like how do you unlock this? Because, you know, I took a big break from the game. I hadn't played it in a while. I was kind of, you know, kind of refamiliarizing myself with the game. Uh, what, what I thought was interesting was there's a secret pet where you get a griffin. And you can ride a griffin and it can fly and it can run and it looks amazing. And the cool thing about Guild Wars is they're all about customization. So of course, in the calf shop, like I mentioned before, it's a free-to-play game, but there's a calf shop. I think they're pretty fair with some of their prices. Some of their prices are over, overpriced, so I think you can wishlist them. Some things go on sale. Long story short, they're all about customization. And they have skins for each mount, so you can really make your mount look uh, like certain things, you can dress a certain way. You can even have an outfit. So no matter what armor you're wearing, you can totally look like you're a Motley crew. But you could put on basically a costume that skins your armor to make it look uh, like one piece. Like there's really cool ones like a monk. And there's this one that's like fire and ice, which looks really cool. There's a wedding one if you want to wear a wedding tux. All this stuff comes at a price. Some of it I thought was kind of expensive. Years ago, I bought some. Uh, they have gems, which is like they're kind of, uh, you, you convert gems into gold. And long story short, you can go to the cash shop and buy things for straight gems. I thought some of the costumes were a little expensive. Uh, but years ago, I had gems that I bought when I was playing the game Hot and Heavy. And I'm kind of deciding right now how to convert uh, that stuff. And then also, again, uh, when I was looking at the mounts, there's a griffin mount. And the guy in line said, you know, this is a quest you have to do. You have to do these things to kind of grind out certain materials to get the griffin. And then you have to turn all this stuff in. And then you get your own griffin mount. Uh, he said, but it's a lot of money and a little bit of grinding. So I don't know if I'm going to do that. But uh, that griffin mount looked amazing. It, it just and, and some of the skins I was looking online, you know, there's a lot of wiki pages and things you can look up. It looks really good. I also like they did in Path of Fire, they changed how they do storytelling. So traditional Guild Wars 2, when you'd hit a story beat, there'd be a cutscene, and you'd be standing on one side of the cutscene. Usually another character uh, would be standing on the other side of the cutscene, kind of like a zoomed-in conversation. And there'd be like a painterly background, and two people would be talking, and it'd be voice acted, and there was subtitles. Uh, and it was really cool how they did that. And then you would cut out of the scene and if like three people were in the conversation, it would cut like another person in. Anyway, it would fade and it would look really interesting. But I think in what I like in Path of Fire was they kind of forego some of that early on from what I'm seeing. And they made it more uh, in game. So like now people, instead of it zooming into a cutscene, it literally zooms in and you uh, you get to... Um, it's just seeing a word bubble over someone's head and you just get to see the conversation play out, which I thought was kind of neat. I like that style. I did notice getting in because I haven't played in a long time. They do give you armor and weapons, but I found myself dying a lot in just some of the story missions solo. One, I think it's tougher 
Uh, two, the enemies have a lot of status effects, so they're bleeding you or burning you while you're trying to fight. And um, yeah, I think maybe just, I, I'm not underleveled, but I think that I just need to find some better gear. And what they do now, instead of once you've leveled up and you can go there, you know, you would be like, well, I'm leveled up, I'm not getting anything. They have a new mastery system. So what happens is you, basically, it follows your regular level down below. And once you level up, you've unlocked a new tier of mastery. Some tiers take one or two points to master, and some of them are you do more damage with your mount because your mount has a basic attack. One of them is your mount can jump higher because mounts do different things. One of them, your mount can sprint, like all that kind of stuff. And there's ones in different uh, different areas areas um, based on where you are on the map if you're in the path to fire area then that's one you can be in Tyria, which is a center land there that's one there's one for the heart of thorns i haven't been there yet um, but it's all this kind of stuff and they redid how you level up uh, through like a skill tree they've also redone specializations so instead of a new class they've done specializations which basically makes your character use a weapon they wouldn't normally use and it gives them kind of a new um, a new skill set. So like the warrior, the one I'm playing is what I'm really familiar with because I was reading about it. Normally warriors could use pretty much every type of weapon, but there was a few weapons I couldn't use. Uh, one of them they can use now is a torch in their offhand, which is something that other classes could use like mages and things, but uh, warriors couldn't. Now they can and they're called berserk. So they go crazy. They're pretty much like berserk warriors. They take more damage, but they do tons more damage, which I think is pretty cool. And the other specialization they have is called the Spellbreaker, which is exactly what it sounds like. They said it's good for PvP, but I'm looking at PvE. You basically use daggers, which is something a warrior never did before. But when you do that, you basically rip uh, people's spell effects off them. And uh, they strip them of, or it'll make them not able to put uh, boons on people, which are just buffs. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, anyway, I think it's a lot of good changes. Um, Nolan North does the main character's voice if you play a human, so I'm basically listening to Nathan Drake uh, tell me about the thing. I made my character specifically look like the Alloans, uh, I think is what they are from Path of Fire, you know, this desert area. Uh, he's basically African, and I think he looks badass, but it's Nolan North's voice, and everybody keeps telling me I'm an outlander, so that's not cool. Plus, I have a really Western name, which was really weird. His name's like Lancel, which is just a weird... I was looking at his name and it's it's like so random. I, like, I guess I didn't think about it. It's so uh, randomly generated. You know, it just looks like I hit a na random name generator. Uh, and that kind of makes me bummed out a little bit because, um, you know, I like to put more thought into my names and stuff like that. Um, but I do like them. And there is a rename ticket you can buy in the cash shop. But it's an absorbent amount of money. It's like, I want to say at least seven bucks, which just seems so crazy to me that they would charge you that much uh, to change your name. I understand that there's probably some back-end stuff, but that just seems uh, kind of crazy. Uh, but I'm definitely enjoying it. I have one more level up token, and I'm like I said, I'm trying to do one combination. I'm basically doing one of each class, and I'm, I'm just picking races based on what I think would look cool and making them that class. I have uh, like five or six level 80s. Like I said, there's nine. I have one more free level up token to level 80. Um, I was going to do it. There's a last magic class, which really didn't speak to me years ago, but I started playing them just a little bit to kind of like get the name and get the look I wanted. And uh, I really liked them. So I just used one of my scrolls to level up to 60. Uh, and I have more scrolls, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think I'll save my level up thing for either the thief or the engineer. I remember right, the engineer was one that was kind of a rough go. 
uh, it was fun to play, but it was just one of those things. I think too, it's just a process of leveling. You know, you get to the point where like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I was looking. They do give you daily login rewards. So by you just logging in every day, they give you some in-game currency for like different vendors. And they give you a Tomb of Knowledge, which basically gives you one level, and they give you three or four to pop. So if you just rotate through the daily rewards, I think they give that they give you that one one time out of the week, you'll get that. Long story short, if you're patient, you can bank all that stuff, and then when you're ready to play again, you can just uh, use them at your leisure and kind of level up your guy. So uh, I definitely recommend Guild Wars 2. I do like the fact that you only have to pay once for the game. And then uh, there's no monthly fee, so you can really, uh, you know, if you, especially if you're at home right now because of COVID-19 and, you know, maybe you want to play an MMO, but you don't have, you're like, I can't afford a monthly fee. Um, I think you can find it pretty affordable now. Uh, you can go to their official website and buy it, and they might be running a deal uh, for the other expansions, but I recommend just playing the base game getting your feet wet, see if you like it. Again, there's no monthly fee, and I never felt like I had to buy things, except I got character slots because I really liked the game and I wanted to get one of each character. And then I got some bank tabs that are account-wide so everybody can share uh, more space in their bank. It was just quality of life stuff, and at the time, they were either on sale or I thought they were pretty well uh, priced. So I got it like two gem cards, I think, because uh, anyway. I definitely recommend Guild Wars 2. Try it out, everybody. Again, no monthly fee. You just got to buy the box, uh, give it a shot. Actually, I'm from Washington State, and it's a local developer. They're from uh, Bellevue, Washington. So, uh, you know, shout out to ArenaNet. Uh, they're doing great work over there. So, yeah, definitely uh, check it out, recommend it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, up next is a game I only played an hour of, but I've heard a lot of it. Even a coworker of mine uh, talked about it. It's called Remnant from the Ashes. It came out last year. It was developed by Gunfire Games, uh, and I think it was published by Perfect World. Their logo is in front of the game, so I imagine they they do a lot of publishing. So I'd imagine they published it. Um, it is. I'm just kind of got through the tutorial really quickly. Uh, it's kind of a lot of people have described it with Dark Souls with guns. Um, I don't know if if I found that to be true, but because um, I've just played the tutorial, but I do like it. Uh, I need to change the kind of uh, responsiveness of my controller. It feels a little sluggish. It definitely does feel like a smaller publisher. Uh, the link sync, the lip sync doesn't work right with the voice sometimes. The voice acting is actually really good so far. Um, I really enjoy it. Uh, your character, there's one of, there's like three archetypes you can pick. You know, you can be like a brawler. Basically, you have armor, and you're a melee person. You can be. Um, a scout, which is long range, and uh, they use sniper rifle. And I pick like a medium range guy, and they make you look like an old West sheriff with a duster and a hat. And you even have a badge, which is weird, but I'll take it. It was really fun. Um, like I said, the, the shooting's good. Uh, there is a lot of Dark Souls ass things of like upgrading your weapon, uh, using healing items, uh, dodging, using stamina. Uh, but so far, you're fighting this enemy called the Root which is basically just uh, what I've noticed, trees that are just really upset, and saplings, which are red, and they throw things at you. And again, I just got through the beginning section. I only played it for about an hour. So uh, yeah, I'm going out into the big bad world, but they've already uh, showed waypoints. So you can travel back to home base. Uh, the person before you leave says, hey, come back anytime. There's an upgrade station there, so I'm sure that's all going to be, you know, a matter of things to do. Uh, so yeah, um, I recommend it. Again, I haven't played it that much. There is co-op. 
Uh, but I've heard it gets really crazy with co-op. I, I guess it isn't some the the dings I've heard against it. It isn't as balanced as say a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne. Uh, but I'm having a good time so far. I don't know if anybody's gonna be online playing with me. When I mentioned to my coworker, he recommended it to me. I mentioned I'd be playing it. He said it's really hard and he had to take a break. I think we all know what that's like. Sometimes you hit your head against the wall in a game and you're like, hey, I gotta step away from this. <clears throat> I gotta try something new. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely gonna dip in. Uh, I took some time off work next week, so uh, I'm going to stay up late uh, like it's 1999 and probably either play Guild Wars or something else. I'm not sure. Um, but I think that's about it this week, so, guys. I think that was a pretty good show. Anyway, if you're out there, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, stay safe. Uh, we're dealing with a national pandemic, and there's riots out there. So if you have to go anywhere, be safe either way. Uh, and th- what else? Okay, yeah, this podcast uh, hits my website Monday morning at 7 a.m. Like I said at the beginning of the show, go to www.gamewithgrief.com. Leave a comment uh, below. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. Um, or go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there, leave me a line. Uh, let me know what you think of the show. And uh, also go to iTunes, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Uh, let me know what you think of the um you know, let me know what you think of the show. Uh, you know, I guess you can give me a one star. Uh, I'm only episode 55, so I'm still trying to find my voice. Anyway, uh, you guys have a good week. Everybody be safe out there, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye.